This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. So, I got a question for you. Have you been heading up north much lately or how about east or west? Is a cottage in your future or do you own one right now? Listen, later in the hour, I'm going to have a guest joining me from Cottage Life Magazine. It is editor Michelle Kelly, and she'll be joining us right here in the studio, and we're going to be talking cottages. But what, well, you know, I got it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Sometimes I sit there and every time I open the paper, they're talking about the real estate market and everybody wants to use the word bubble. But then, of course, recently out in the Toronto Star, they turn around and they put average GTA home prices up by $107,000. And immediately everybody goes ballistic saying, oh, no, the prices are out of reach. We have to be careful, folks, when we talk about averages and, you know, when they talk about the GTA. So we take a look at this 107. So basically, if you bought something last year for 630 today, today, you know, it's going to be worth about 740. That's a big jump. And for those of you that think speculation is the right way to go, I definitely would deter you from doing this. Um, I don't know. You know, one of the things that we have to be careful of when we talk bubble, as I mentioned earlier, uh, is the fact that bubbles don't necessarily burst. They actually just lose a little bit of their um, their air. And in this case, they're actually reporting that some of the consumer confidence is saying that, you know what, I think we're kind of maxed out in prices. Right now, we know that the number of units in the market is a lot less, uh, 3.8% less than last year. And I know that doesn't sound significant, but it really is because that has the ability of spurring the market. We know that condominiums uh, have not nearly come up the same amount. So when we talk about these increases, be careful that you know what market we're talking about. That's the detached home market because that's very important to quantify it. But then again, all of a sudden, another article out in the Toronto Star this week said price of luxury soars in GTA real estate. What they're talking about actually is the properties that are up over the two to four million dollar mark. Those numbers are up. Now, there's not a lot of sales in that price range. I mean, you know, last year we had a hundred thousand sales. This year, we're probably going to come close, if not top it. But the big number that we have to focus on is that how many houses are actually selling over two and four million dollars. And really, not as many as you think. I know that everybody keeps going on about, you know, oh, wow, there's so much. But uh, 134 super luxury homes between January and June uh, sold in comparison to 74 last year. So 134 basically in six months over the $4 million mark. They are skewing our averages a little, but think about that. In the same time frame, there's been 60,000 or 50,000 other sales. So 134 of them are in that, that really high price. So these are the kind of things that, again, you know, I've always told you here when you tune into Simply Real Estate, we need to focus on the facts, not just the hype. Speaking of hype, of course, the government is sitting there and right now Vancouver looks like they're going to implement a few taxes. Uh, one could be a flipping tax being capital gains. They're going to go after some of the foreign investors, of course. The other one, of course, is the vacancy tax. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. The fact that if you are buying and speculating, you're just going to sit on it and leave it alone for a few years, thinking that you're going to have this huge price increase, they're going to tax that. You know what? That's one of those things I actually think makes some sense. You know, we don't want 
so many people coming, foreign buyers, doesn't matter, even, even if you're, uh, you know, a, a homegrown Canadian here, we got to watch speculation. It's great that people can make money, but ultimately in the end, we should focus on the fact of keeping the market real. And real means that, you know, when people are buying, they're normally buying for end use. And in this case, I believe that Toronto is still in a very good, solid position. Now, I know a lot of these, uh, you know, I, I, I turned around, I think a couple of weeks ago, Ian and I uh, were joking about the fact that maybe we should get Justin Trudeau on here and have him chat about what he thinks we should be doing with the real estate market. Of course, he weighed in saying that he thinks that, you know, we need to form a committee that's going to take a look and try to cool the market properly, or do we really have a problem? And when the numbers finally come out, I think that we're going to see that, yes, there are foreign investments, but I think what we should look at is they are very, very specific to a marketplace. You know, West Vancouver, yes. Toronto, not so much. And again, if we are smart about this, we will control the market uh, without scaring people away. Now, I don't know what your your opinion is on the uh, Brexit <laughs> situation, but we watch the markets go up and down. They recover. They 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 have losses. But the one thing that everybody has noticed is that the bond market, of course, has kind of bottomed out. And long term, it looks like that's not the best place to place your money. So where does everybody want to go? Real estate. And you know what? It's not a bad idea. For those of you that have been in the market for years, you know, even with this latest run-up, and we have to be careful. Don't always assume that we're going to have, you know, 10 and 15% increases. It's not going to last. But the truth is, is that the consistency of real estate is very important. And I think long-term, as I've said time and time again, it does not matter what technology does. It doesn't matter if your watch will eventually beam you home. You still need a home. You need a roof and technology will not change that. So that's really important that you understand that. A couple other things in the news that I want to bring you up to speed on. CMHC is actually changing a rule and this is great for you uh, that are trying to buy a property with a basement rental apartment. And I want everybody to listen to this one really carefully. When people were qualifying for a mortgage, a lot of times they would prorate the actual rent. So if you were getting $1,000 a month rent, they would prorate it by about 50% and they would only use 50% of the rent to qualify for the mortgage. CMHC is now changing the rental rules and they'll consider up to 100% of the rent value when qualifying for new uh, mortgage applications with a secondary suite. So that's that basement apartment that we talk about. So for those of you that are out there saying, hey, listen, I can't afford, you know, a detach on my own, but maybe I can afford a home with a basement apartment. This is a positive thing because what it's going to do is it's going to give you a little bit more leeway to qualify, meaning that they're taking the actual rental rate at face value. That's huge because again, $1,000 getting cut down to 500 now the 1000 will be deemed 1000 which means it's easier for you to carry the mortgage. So I like it. Don't have a problem with it. I actually think it makes a lot of sense. Um, also, one of the developers in, in, uh, in Toronto here, and, and it's kind of funny because I, I have to laugh when, when developers do this. Um, it's, uh, it's the uh, Minto Group, Westside. And what they're doing is if you buy one of their, uh, one of their properties in, in this development's condominium, 
they'll guarantee rent for two years. Uh, they're trying to turn around and put a 6% yield behind it for 24 months. If it exceeds that, they get it. But ultimately, in the end, they say, okay, for two years, we're going to turn around and give you a guarantee on this. Now, my question for you is this. What happens afterwards? And it's a perfect foray for me to get into what you know we do. Um, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, I'm Todd C. Slater, your host, Simply Real Estate here, and you're listening to News Talk 1010. And if you've been you know, listening to me for the last little while or you're just tuning in for the first time, um, I am president of The Simple Investor, and we have just done our newest release. And I'd like to congratulate all my listeners that have become investors. Uh, brand new uh, Southwestern release that went out uh, two weeks ago. And incredible, incredible response. But let me tell you about it. Uh, Three-bedroom townhomes, 99900 with rents that are coming in at uh, in around $850 a month, positive cash flow, complete hands-off management, and everything's guaranteed. So if you're interested in owning an investment property, we've only got a few left in this release. It's the last one we're going to be doing this year. And it's unbelievable. These are amazing properties, uh, solid, solid um, rental and by the way, the guarantee doesn't just last for two years. Uh, no matter what, you always get your rent with us, and it's completely managed, and it's completely hands-off. No bait and switch, not too good to be true. Hundreds of people are doing it, and in this uh, breath, I gotta tell you, um, this is one of these projects that I, I, I'm really proud of, and it's uh, it's just an incredible release. So. Go to thesimpleinvestor.com today if you'd like to know more. Uh, we do have seminars coming up in the fall, but if you need to know, again, more about what we're doing, just go to our website and you can always ask for more information. Um, really important because I got to tell you, if you put $20,000 down, you've got positive cash flow, fully managed, uh, no limit to the, the time frame, and you're going to own a three-bedroom town home. And um, it's, uh, it, it's just great. Great, great, great program. So for us, uh, we're really proud of it, and congratulations to uh, to you know hundreds of people involved in it. So, other than that, looking at interest rates, you know what? They're not going anywhere. In fact, uh, I always check in with our uh, with one of my mortgage specialists, Dave Butler, and he's telling me, Todd, you know, rates are staying competitive. They're going to stay competitive throughout the summer. Uh, we're really not going anywhere. If anything, you know, Bank of Canada may lower the rate, and if they do. Uh, what's that going to mean to mortgage rates? You know, if you're floating a variable, that's definitely going to help you. And again, fixed rates right now, very, very attractive. So if you're thinking of buying your home, you know, get qualified. Uh, if you're out there looking at real estate, always make sure you do the necessary steps prior to going running around with an agent looking at properties. You know what? Know what you can afford and always take a step back and be realistic. And you know, I've always told you or, or mentioned to you that I think it is best that nobody goes to their maximum. You know, if you max yourself out and what happens if somebody loses a job? What if you have the what ifs? What if life happens? It happens, folks. And what we don't want to have happen is people losing their properties, losing their homes. These are the kind of things that you want to protect against. So make sure you've got a few uh, few extra payments in the bank and you're not overextending yourself. This is definitely what the government is concerned about. And this is why they keep threatening to potentially cool the market. But being such a specific market... And Toronto is not uh, ahead of Vancouver right now. Vancouver is probably the hottest, scariest market out there. And I think you've got some speculation there. But again, remember, supply and demand always, 
always will push a market. Right now, there is not a lot of supply. And in Toronto right now, there's not a lot of new building permits being released. So this is now going to create even a bigger problem in the supply chain. So does it mean that we're going to be able to continue on at this torrid pace? Probably not. But the one thing I can tell you, long term, Really, there's nothing better uh, as an investment than real estate. As I said, uh, my guest coming up after the break is Michelle Kelly. She's editor of Cottage Life magazine, and she'll be joining me right after this. So stay with us. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. So, have you been looking at the shows on TV showing these spectacular cottages? Are you questing for water? Do you want to sit on the dock? You know what? As a cottager myself, I got to tell you, I I, I grew up at a cottage, you know, as a kid. Um, There's nothing really better in my opinion, and this is just my opinion because everybody knows I'm opinionated, but, um, you know, I love Cottage Life, and it's kind of funny because there's actually a magazine called Cottage Life Magazine, and joining me is the editor, Michelle Kelly, and uh, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So, Michelle, you know what? I mean, the weather right now is just, you know, so conducive to Cottage Life, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody's loving it, and, um, you know, we, we when we talk about Cottage cottages, uh, you know, there's so much that people I think are not aware of. And, you know, you and I were talking just a a little bit earlier before you came on the show and you said, hey, Todd, by the way, you know, there's more to cottages than going up north. (laughs) And, and, you know, I think, I think a lot of people's perception in the world of cottages is that, you know, they only hear of the Muskokas, but there's a lot more vast, especially in Ontario, than just those marketplaces. Oh, absolutely. Muskoka, I mean, Muskoka is world famous now, right? Everyone really, it's an international destination, but it is really just a very small part of what cottage country is. And Ontario, you know, is hugely diverse in not just the, you know, the areas and the people who are in them, but, you know, the geography. We've got beautiful sandy beaches on Lake Huron. We've got gorgeous rolling hills over in eastern Ontario and, of course, a beautiful Canadian shield. So, I mean, it, it's it's far more than just, you know, Lake Rosso, Lake Joe, Lake Muskoka. It's and beyond. There's so much other so many other places to be at the cottage for sure. Well, and that's the thing. And and right now, you know, as as a person that does go up to the Muskokas, I have to tell you that Friday drive, yeah. it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty bad. Yeah. Um, you know, years and years ago, you could you could drive up without the traffic. Nowadays, of course, everybody is you know doing the the family adventure going up there. But when when we look both east and west, you know, you, you touched on things like Lake Huron. We can go to Kingston. We can you know, there's all sorts of incredible areas. Um, but again, cottage pricing also, you know, people people's natural mind mindset has now gravitated towards hearing about these mansionis as far as a cottage goes. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more out there. You know, there's nice cottages. They're not as expensive. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, is pricing, I mean, are there affordable cottages out there still? Oh, with, without question. I mean, 
You just have to, it's like anything, you know, you make a list when you want to get a cottage or we want to get a home of all the things you want. And then you take that list and you go into the market and you see, okay, if I want all of these things, I'm going to need an extra couple hundred thousand dollars or more. So it's the same with cottages. You know, you may have to compromise on, so say you have your heart set on a beautiful, you know, uh, Western exposure, gorgeous dock, Lake Muskoka, and that's all you'll take. And then you go and see those places. And then you look at a similar cottage with similar Western facing exposure a little bit to the east and you can see that it's hundreds of thousands of dollars less well mm, that's probably something you should consider because the fact is you know you don't you don't need to have um, those those traditional areas there are so many places that you can get you know I just we're doing an article uh, right now we're working on an article of a family who bought a cottage um, just north of Belleville and it's sixty thousand dollars and I mean it's a small little place on but it's on a nice stretch of river and they love it and they're creating their memories at the cottage they're getting away from it all just the same as anyone else is so it is absolutely possible you just have to widen your expectation a little bit um, another thing I always recommend to people is think about cottaging on an island because island properties typically are going to be more affordable or cottaging uh, you know as, as well as the further you get from Toronto or you know from larger centers you're you're going to see a lower price point but also sometimes consider maybe not being directly on the water and then you'll be close to the water you absolutely can have access to it perhaps deeded access to the water but you're not actually on it and you're again you're going to find something more affordable so again just opening up your expectations um, and willing to try new things I mean that's going to net you a deal for sure yeah and that you know that's that's really good advice because I think again the mindset that everybody's pretty much had given to them is you know you know cottages we start seeing these incredible sized cottages and and you know even the the princess margaret um you know the the lottery they turn around and say you know luxury muskoka you know cottage and everybody starts thinking millions mm -hmm. but you know you made a good point you know there's a sixty thousand dollar cottage that somebody can make memories on on a river and uh, you know i've always i've always joked with people that um you know when you're sitting in the water you know you you get your canadian tire inner tube and it you know <laughs> No, it doesn't matter what the cottage is behind you. Absolutely. You're sitting on the water. The sun is the same as the guy that paid $2 million as the person paid 100000 That is exactly true. I mean, honestly, the thing, and and this is true for cottagers that I talk to no, no matter where they are. When I say, what is it that you love being, like, what is it that you love about being at the cottage? And they say, we love being with our family. We love being in nature. They very rarely say, oh, I love my beautiful linens or I love my fancy <laughs> granite countertops. I mean, that's not what cottaging is about to the people who even most people who have that stuff. They yeah. they like to be there and to be sitting on the dock, to be near the water, to be able to plunge in on a really hot day. And as, as you point out, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're spending... Six million or sixty thousand, you're going to get that. Yeah, that stuff. piece of water is still the same. Exactly, on both sides. And, and you know, it's funny because I I've got a seven year old daughter, and uh, you know, she'll come up from from the waterfront, and you know, her feet get dirty with the with the sand and everything else. She comes walking in the cottage, you know, do 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 do, doesn't watch it. And and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That's okay. That's cottage life. It is what it is. Is you it know? what I say all the time? Is if the cottage, if it's not the kind of place where you can sit on the couch in your wet bathing suit, it's not the kind of place for me. And that's that's true because you don't want to have to be worrying about that constantly that's for the city yeah. you know you want to be happy in your cottage and not have to worry about those kinds of things so yeah and and i think as you said it's a mindset and putting together a list and you know we talk about that when we buy our residential homes of course people that you know that's their primary residence they 
go out there, you know, they get an idea what's in the market, they, they have a certain neighborhood that mm-hmm. they want, and then sometimes they realize that they can't afford the neighborhood, so they'll move to maybe a similar neighborhood, but not so expensive. Well, again, same mindset can apply when looking at cottages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, that uh, folks we're going to talk more about, there's all sorts of things that people aren't aware of when you have cottage ownership. And by the way, Michelle, just so I know, you've got a uh, you've got a new release on your magazine out on Stands Now. Is that right? That's right. So our summer issue is uh, just hitting the newsstands now, and it's our entertaining issue. And the tagline is how to entertain absolutely anyone at the lake. So uh, it's really helpful. The difference between entertaining at home and entertaining at the cottage is that at the cottage, you're entertaining for two solid days. So it's not just about feeding them and giving them drinks. It's about entertaining them or, you know, accommodating them in all sorts yeah. of different ways. So that this issue helps to solve all of those problems that Ex- come up. Excellent. Because when you invite people up to the cottage, folks, they don't leave that They don't want to leave. They don't want to. They, they stay for leave. a few days. So that's that's a great point. So, um, so Michelle, listen, uh, stay put with us. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. I want to talk lots more. Uh, folks, my guest is Michelle Kelly. She is editor at Cottage Life Magazine. We're talking cottages, and it's definitely the right season for it. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening this. to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. So if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Michelle Kelly, and she is editor of Cottage Life magazine. And, you know, for those of you that have tuned in over the last few years, you'll hear me talk about the cottage. And, you know, there's all sorts of wonderful memories you can build up there. And to me, it's really important that people do have their getaways. And it doesn't have to be location specific or price specific because you can turn around and pitch a tent you know, on a beach somewhere and you can have just as much fun as you do in a 5,000 square foot cottage. Um, Michelle, you know, one of the things I think uh, we were talking about just before we went to break, you had mentioned about the newest issue of Cottage Life now on stands. It's the entertaining issue. And um, when we talk about people coming up to the cottage, what should people as a guest so let's talk about this, because this, this is where I think sometimes people don't quite get expectations. If they've never gone to somebody's cottage as a guest, or for that matter, if people are just new cottagers and now they're inviting guests, we need to know both sides. What should people be preparing for? Yeah, it's you know, it's really funny. I just did a video about this very topic on cottagelife.com, and it was very popular. A lot of people shared it because um, being a guest at a cottage, everyone wants to be a guest, right? You want to get a score the invite to someone's cottage. But being there, um, it, it again, it's a different thing than going to someone's house for dinner in the city, and you're there for five hours or whatever it may be. Um, so when you're at the cottage, my my rules are always don't complain. Don't expect to be entertained and help out where you can. So uh, the joke I always say, too, is um, a good guest is one who brings a hammer. So whatever project is on the go at the cottage, and there's always a project on the go at the cottage, offer to help out. Um, you know, little things that people don't think about that are different about the cottage, just one example, is is garbage. So you don't have, you can't just put it in the garage till garbage day on Tuesday at the cottage, right? You have bears to worry about. You probably don't even have pickup. Lots of times you have to drive the to, co- the, dump. to the dump. Yep. So a great guest would be one who's leaving at the end of the weekend and says, hey, can I take some garbage back with me? Or can I can I get rid of this, you know, at the Brilliant. dump on the way back? Love that one. <laughs> and, and stuff like that, if you've never been a cottage guest before, you just have no 
you have no idea that that's even a, a potential issue. So that kind of thing, you know, guess it's a whole other kettle of fish for the cottage guests, for sure. So, you know, you, you, you touched on something about people helping out. And, you know, when we have, when we entertain at home, you know, we know that by, you know, 11, 12, midnight, you know, they're either going to Uber, taxi, stagger home or whatever. But normally they are going to, you know, beds, they stay over, they're mm-hmm. up the next morning. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you encourage people to say, hey, listen, um, we can't handle this meal, you handle that meal, because, um, you know, again, as I mentioned, uh, growing up with cottages, one of the things I recognize is that I've had different guests where they'll turn around and say, listen, we'll plan some meals, you plan some meals, and it's all good. Then you have the, they show up, they expect you to entertain them for the entire weekend. And for those of you listening that were my guests that way and have not been asked back, you now understand why. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah, there, yeah. There, there, there is that kind of etiquette. And I think there is a certain cottage etiquette that people, you know, it's good to encourage. Absolutely. Well, meal, I mean, meals are obviously a big thing when you're planning, you know, guests at the cottage, more people, more mouths to feed for sure. Um, you know, the thing I always say is don't bring your rotten food up to the fridge because it was going to go bad if you left it in the city, you know, and that people do that All because, you know, you're only at the cottage for two days. So if it's going to rot in your fridge at home, it's probably going to rot in the, at the cottage too. So personally, I think it's on the host in a lot of uh, cases to say, all right, um, I'm having you. Can you please come on? Be prepared to bring all the ingredients for lunch on Saturday. And when you get there, you make the meal, you serve the meal, you clean up the meal, and that's your duty and you're done. You know, that's one way of doing it. Other people like to say, no, I'll take care of everything. um, But can you make sure that you bring meat for the barbecue for all of us to share? So again, planning ahead of time, it really takes care of all these concerns. But you know, the point you make that is so true is don't expect to be waited on. It's just not how it goes. These no. people only have their two days of the week at the cottage. They don't want to spend them bringing you, like, Serving beer. You. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. So it's your first and last invite. So exactly. You <laughs> will that, not score an invite back, for yeah, sure. That definitely happens. And then, hey, listen, folks, that makes you a good guest, and that means you get invited back. A um, couple things about cottages, though, and, and, and I want to delve into it a little. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about values in a little while and let people know where the markets are going, obviously, because, you know, at Simply Real Estate, we try to bring you up to date on these things. And folks, if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Michelle Kelly, and she's editor of Cottage Life Magazine, and you're listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010. But um, capital gains, Mm -hmm. when people are, you know, uh, people that have owned cottages for years and years and years, families, you know, uh, you know, I I know reflecting back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people were paying, you know, 10, 15, 30, 40, $50,000 for cottages that are now probably worth a million dollars. And, you know, a lot of parents are thinking to themselves, hey, listen, passing it on to the kids, you know, this is a good thing. They grew up there, and we're, we're, we're going to talk about the, the family divide mm-hmm. in a minute. But what about the fact that, you know, you, they're incurring this huge tax expense? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not a tax accountant or a tax expert for sure, but what I can say um, is if you are handing down the cottage, you are subject to capital gains tax for sure. So um, one thing that we often tell people to look into is the one-time exemption to capital gains if you declare it your principal residence. Right. So there's obviously, it's it's not a straightforward process, but if that is something that you're looking at with your family when you're handing down a property that is appreciated you know, a lot in value, which is true for many, many cottages, then it's absolutely an avenue that you need to to look at, um, but you make sure you do it with an expert because it can end up saving you quite a bit of money. Um, but if you do it incorrectly, anything with taxes, it can end sure. up costing you a lot of money too. So that's one solution that we often talk about. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people think they are doing their children a favor when they leave it to a group of siblings. Mm -hmm. And yet there are absolute horror stories of families getting completely divided on this. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, no, it's it's really sad because the cottage is a place for your family to to grow and become close and to create these wonderful memories together. And, you know, we'll see cottage families who are so close and then comes time to pass down the cottage um, to, say, three siblings and maybe their partners as well. And maybe some of them have kids and maybe some of them don't. And everyone's um, investment in the cottage financially and otherwise is different. So maybe one brother can come up every weekend and is happy to fix the boat and paint the boathouse and do all of the, the chores. But the other one needs to just relax and rest because he has a stressful job. And then maybe the sister doesn't want to make every single meal for everyone. And you really do enter into a lot of resentment. So what we always recommend is that when you're looking to pass down the cottage or to share the cottage at all, you plan for it. So if a parent says, all right, I'm going to pass down this cottage, they do it in a in a very, they go to see an accountant and they figure out how what the costs are, not just of passing it down, but of maintaining it over the long term. Because if they don't do that, there's no question there's going to be resentments. Because the truth is, most siblings and most families, they don't all make the same amount of money. They all can't contribute in the same way. And, and that really, I've seen it tear families apart. But if you plan for it, um, it really can get around a lot of those issues. And, you know, I, I often say to at the cottage, you have to, it's, it's sometimes all of the little resentments can, can sort of build up into be something big. Like for instance, if one person's always draining the beer from the fridge and never replacing it, like that's the kind of thing that happens weekend after weekend that by the end of the summer is going to drive you crazy. So again, you plan for that. You make rules. The last person who drank the beer has to fill the beer. And that's, that's how you do it. And everyone sticks to it. And um, that, that to me, it gets around a lot of the problems that will develop. It's just by nipping them in the bud before they even happen because um, it can tear families apart. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was interesting because uh, Kevin O'Leary was on earlier in the week and um, he's uh, uh, he's got a cottage up in the Muskokas. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, he made an interesting point. He said they are an absolute waste of money. And his his comment to that, of course, it's not that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Kevin's cottage is not that bad. I saw pictures of it. So, <laughs> but his, his comment is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they buy these really expensive cottages. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, they're very expensive to maintain and they only use them, you know, 50 or 60 days of the year. Mm -hmm. Now, when we when we take a look at it, he said, you know, his kids don't want the cottage if, if you know, he passes it on to them because it's this huge expense. And one of the things that I did learn from a family is that they put it into a trust and they turn around and they put a fund together for the trust. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, you know, alleviates some of the maintenance that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so it was interesting, his take on it. And, you know, I know a lot of you out there that uh, listen to the show, you probably are cottage owners. But remember, um, you know, for those of you that are currently owning it and maintaining it, um, you know, it, it's okay because you made that decision. But not all children are going to be able to afford it. So um, listen, Michelle, I'm, I'm going to ask you for you to stay, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for another segment, if you don't mind, because we've got lots more to talk about. Um, folks, uh, luckily for me, I have Michelle Kelly. She's editor of Cottage Life magazine. And by the way, the uh, summer editions out on newsstands now and it's about entertaining definitely pick it up have a read if not go to the website cottagelife.com and stay with us because we're going to be right back after this you're listening to simply real estate with todd c slater on news talk 1010 
Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back to the show. So if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Michelle Kelly, and she is editor of Cottage Life magazine. And just before the break, uh, Michelle, we were talking, you know, about the idea of people inheriting cottages and their responsibility financially. And, you know, a little bit earlier, we were talking about guests and maybe them doing a little something and... You know, I was just talking to uh, my producer, Ian Grant, here, and he said, you know, the only time anybody ever invited me up to their cottage was either to put in the dock, take care of something. <laughs> that does happen, too. Uh, yeah, cottagers are smart. <laughs> so, of course, that happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Free free labor, you know, just provide beer and burgers and, and that's it. That Well, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a pretty strong tactic if I'm a cottage owner and I need some help lifting a heavy dock into the water. Fair trade, I give them beer if they help me. Um, yeah, of course, I mean, as a host, you don't want to make the person work the whole time. and you. But you don't want to work the whole time either, right? And you want to be able to relax. But you can't, the fact is, sit on the dock unless it's in the water. So, yeah. So, speaking Speaking of the dock, um, you know, there's lots of things actually that happen when you own a cottage. It's the opening of the cottage in the year, if it's not year round, and then um, then there's the closing of it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people like don't know if they're aware of some of the things that they have to be concerned about. Um, you know, I, I know the basic list. Do you want to share it with us that a lot of people have to deal with? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is you don't want water in the cottage if you're not going to be there over the um, over the winter. So you have to drain all of the pipes uh, and making sure that, you know, if you get a little bit of water stuck in, then that can be a huge problem. If pipes freeze and then to put in, you know, an additional stress, you're not even, you may not even know for months and months at a time. Mouse proofing your cottage is a huge thing. So you want to make sure that you're not getting any insects or infestations from uh, critters, any critters, uh, mice, squirrels, you have it, you name it. Um, and I think obviously security is, is something of a concern. I think, you know, most cottagers worry less about that than, than, you know, getting, most cottagers worry less about a person breaking into their cottage than they do about an animal breaking into their cottage. Sure. Um, and I think the security issue, I know some of the big cottages, um, you know, more expensive cottages, they, they can have concierge services who will look in on their places. And, yep, property that's managers. Some, yep. Yeah, and, and that's that's not a bad way to go either. And, of course, even at, at smaller places, um, you know, I know at our family cottage, we used to pop in once a winter just to make sure everything sure. was fine. And, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously actually, smart. It actually makes a fun day of it. You know, if you turn around and, it's, it's you know, it's, it's snowed in because normally if your driveway's not plowed out, if you haven't made arrangements for it, you know, I know a lot of people, they get the cross-country skis on, they, they come in, they check their cottage, do That's a little walk adventure. around. Yeah, they make a little adventure, and it's yeah. fun. Um, you know, there are those people that have year-round, and when you are year-round, that normally means you're going to have snow removal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You've got your heated pipes. And one of the things I think people uh, need to be aware of, though, is that a lot of times when you have uh, year-round cottages, when you lose power and you've got water because your system's loaded. Um, you know, people aren't aware that that can freeze. I had that happen a few years Ooh. back. Uh, we lost hydro up uh, up in by the lake there for about three days, and sure enough, I had a pipe blow. Ooh. And it was outside, and so a real nightmare. So one of those things that, uh, you know, I'm encouraging people is to have a backup generator. Mm-hmm. And they can become more and more prominent now, but they do, they will save you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots, lots of fun things that happen with cottages. And by the way, speaking of cottages, the market folks for cottages is very, very strong. Now, I can sit there and talk about, you know, the Hamptons of the North, as they've deemed or called it, which is the Muskokas, but all cottage area in Ontario has had an up, uptick in the last uh, few years. One of the things that we are finding is we're finding a lot of buyers from the U.S. because of our lower dollar 
And because of interest rates, we're finding that there are more buyers coming up from the U.S. buying cottage properties. Mm-hmm. You know, both on you know Lake Lake Huron, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario. You know, throughout uh, you know we talked about Kingston. We can go further north, of course, than the, the Muskokas. There's lots of opportunities, and what we're finding is is that the markets are actually going up. In fact, you know, cottage prices are up anywhere from eight to fifteen percent, depending in certain marketplaces. Um, that that surprises you, Michelle? Um, I think it, it's a pretty varied market. I mean, again, I'm not a, a real estate expert, but I, I will say that I think um, it, it, what's true in one area may not be true in another. I think there's still a, a lot of affordability. Um, I think, you know, Eastern Ontario, uh, Lando Lakes region, um, I, I, I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but my I know for for sure that it's less expensive there than it is, say, in Muskoka or in Georgian Bay or sure. maybe even Halliburton or the Corthas. So, um I am surprised to hear that high, 15%. That is that is high. Well, there's, there's been a few specific properties. And this is, this is the thing. Remember, we're, we're talking a smaller, smaller marketplace. So it's sort, of, it's sort of like the divide of, let's say, Toronto and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So when we see a couple of these marketplaces, and as you, as you, you know, brilliantly put, um, there's areas that are very affordable. And, and I say the same thing to people when we talk about real estate in general. You know, you can buy in all sorts of marketplaces now that are affordable for your own primary residence. So why would that? not be the same in, let's say, recreational properties. Sure, sure. So it's the same. It's, you know, everybody, you know, when, when it's just driven to one marketplace, like we sit here in downtown Toronto for a detached property, everybody's going to go crazy for it. Well, Lake Muskoka and Rosso have felt the same increase where everybody just has to be on that specific lake mm-hmm. where you can turn around and you can go to some of the smaller lakes, you know, like there's three miles, six miles, there's all sorts of, you know, all sorts of smaller lakes out there. And all of a sudden your million dollar property on, let's say, a Muskoka Lake would be actually 500000 on some of these, you know, smaller lakes. So the affordability yeah. is definitely out there. But again, when we take a look at this, um, you know, people, when when we talk about um, buying uh, properties like cottage properties, remember, if it's not your primary residence, you have to come up with a minimum of 20% down, okay? And so when, when you're looking at cottage properties, it's better to make sure that you have the ability to, to purchase, um, you know, put a decent down payment down when possible. You don't want to leverage yourself to a point where it's uncomfortable. But when you hire uh, an agent, one of the things I'm going to recommend that you do, and you know here at Simply Real Estate, I'm a big fan of always hiring a professional realtor all times. But what you should do is hire a local professional. So if you're looking in, let's say, Lake Erie, you're not going to use that agent and go buy on Lake Ontario or somewhere else. Keep them more to the local marketplace. They know that market. If you start moving, let's say you've got a friend that uh, works in Mississauga and they say, hey, I can help you with your cottage property up in the Skokas. Don't do it because you know what? They definitely are not involved in the market. You want people that trade full time, the people that are actually the ones that you can count on to do the deal, understand the values, know some of the pitfalls. Not everybody, uh, Michelle, knows that in a marketplace that you do have to, you know, what the tax structure is, first of all, for properties, what you're paying for. You know, you've got uh, areas where you have garbage dumps, not garbage pickup. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people aren't aware that you have to draw water from the lake as opposed to wells because, you know, wells are not clean, uh, depending on the area, the cottage itself. So there's all sorts of, you know, mitigating circumstances when buying a cottage that you need to be aware of. And if you're not, if you're not living and breathing it every single day, get the realtor who is local that knows it, understands it. That's the best advice I can possibly give you. Yeah, I completely agree. I think another thing that um, an agent will do that is very important at a cottage is know about if you're going, for example, to see a cottage and it's in 
December and there's ice on the lake, you have no idea what that lake is going to be like in June, right? And in, in a realtor from that area will know, will know exactly what the water level is going to be. Um, is there weeds at, in that uh, lake? Yes. You know, which And that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and that really can impact your life at the cottage. So, uh, you know, a local realtor is 100%. I, I always tell people that that's exactly the way to go because um, there's little things as a person who's never purchased a cottage before that you're not even thinking about, but they're living and breathing it all the time. So they, their expertise is invaluable for sure. Yeah. And one of the things I think I want to encourage people to do, sometimes it's better to rent on a lake that you're interested for a week or so, just so you get a feel for it before yeah. you buy. Yeah, you know, for the, re- sure. the rental market is doing very well as well in the real estate world, um, you know, when we look at uh, cottages. Uh, so you know what, maybe it's a good idea to rent. Oh, I, I always tell people to rent too. I think if you're looking to buy a cottage and you, you have an area in mind, which is sort of a good place to start is, is buy the area, go there for the sum, a summer before and, and rent a place for a week. There's many cottages for or for rent now. And uh, absolutely, that's a way for you to say, okay, well, maybe maybe I'm not that interested. Maybe the town nearby doesn't have the facilities that I want to have near me. And, you know, you're really going to know it well if you spend some time there. It's It's a really good idea because otherwise you're really just going up into cottage country into place you've never been before and making a huge investment. So it really does, you, you know, pay off to make that research part of the process for sure. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea because uh, everybody enjoys a cottage differently. Not mm-hmm. There's not, you know, two people alike the way they enjoy a cottage. And folks, listen, you know what? You can have noisy neighbors. You don't even know it. And if, you, if you're if you on a lake and you're going around, you start hearing a few areas, uh, you know, and let's say the neighbor dis- disappears for a week, you buy the cottage, you move into the cottage and all of a sudden next door, you've got the this noisy neighbor and and noise is a factor up in cottage country sometimes yes it's always something i mean getting along with your neighbor is tricky you know can be tricky not always but certainly can be tricky no matter where you are at the lake noise is a big deal because the water carries it further than you would imagine um and you know while some people go to the cottage to have complete peace and quiet and to really get away from it all other people like to go and gather with their friends and cut loose and have a good time and play music and um you know of course it's all just a matter of what level of consideration you're paying to the people around you i think we have to realize that we're all sharing the lake no one owns the lake but we also have to be reasonable and kind people and you know that's a a a difficult thing to agree on um but you know we, we we sometimes get letters at the magazine from people who are, you know, fed up with their neighbor. They don't know what to do. Can they do they have any legal recourse? And we always say, you know, you have to live next to these people for potentially generations. Yeah. Is that really what you want to do is bring a lawyer into the situation? Like we always encourage people, talk to them, try to work it out, do whatever you can to make it work, because it's a long term investment, usually with a cottage. And you and you don't want to create a problem that's going to trouble you the whole time you're there. Yeah, excellent. Well, Michelle, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks. And we Thanks appreciate so much it. for having me. So make sure, folks, you um, you don't go to newsstands. Uh, Cottage Life um, at the Cottage Life magazine is now out, the summer edition. And if not, go to cottagelife.com. So thank you so much, Michelle Kelly. Thank you. Um, so folks, you listen, you know what? If you're uh, if you're heading up north, uh, make sure you, uh, you take a look around and uh, just be thankful you were there because Cottage Life is awesome. Awesome. And by the way, um, just to follow up, remember, go to thesimpleinvestor.com if you want to know more about that release that we've got out. And we'll be planning our seminar coming up in the next few months if you're interested. 
uh, go to thesimpleinvestor.com. Hey, I want to thank Ian Grant, my producer, as usual. He does a great job. And for all of you that tune in every single week here to Simply Real Estate, I love that you do, and thank you so much. So for everybody here at Simply Real Estate, I'm your host, Todd C. Slater, and I will talk to you next week. Next week.